kind of glad I uh, had yet to book a flight this summer on Lakes Air because I was thinking about it. $79 flights. However, this morning, I can tell you the low-cost airline, Lynx Air, has announced a sudden halt to all its operations at the end of the weekend ahead of us here. They have filed for creditor protection. They're blaming rising costs and fuel prices and the exchange rates for shutting down. It was like, what, less than a month ago that they announced Regina to Toronto, Vancouver flights, taking off in June. $79. If you have uh, booked a flight already with Lynx Air, and a few of my friends had, it looks as if you're uh, going to have to talk to your credit card company for a refund. If you have a flight booked this weekend, I doubt too many here in Regina did. No, they weren't supposed to start till June. Uh, you have the weekend to fly, but as of Monday, Lynx Air will no longer exist. That's kind of lousy, for sure. The more direct flights, the better, and uh, more competition, the better. But Man, it's uh, it's just pretty much down to Air Canada and uh, WestJet and Sunwing mixed together there right now, isn't it? Hope you're having a uh, a good start to the day already. Stepping outside this morning, I, I couldn't help but notice how still it was. There's no wind, which is always a delight. As I came to work, not even a flag was was waving in the wind here right now. It's pretty still, but uh, warmer temperatures are going to persist. This mild February break has certainly been spring-like. will continue for the next couple of days, but next week, uh, winter is going to prove it's not over yet. It looks as if there's an Arctic air mass wanting to push this Pacific air mass out of the way, and I also see starting late Sunday into Monday, uh, a system out of Alberta, low pressure there, is going to start to budge our way, and it has the potential to deliver a punch of snow across the prairies, but uh, Environment Canada suggests they're not quite sure how that one's going to track yet. So snowfall amounts are still going to be up in the air for a day or two yet, but uh, there will be some snow next week and colder temperatures too. Quite frankly, we'd welcome the moisture, right? Especially after hearing from the Water Agency that this province is predicting, again, a dry spring, meaning another year of drought is possible. Sure hope not. So whatever system is brewing next week, let's hope it packs a punch. I know it's always a a pain from a driving perspective and getting around in the cold, but we need some good, heavy, wet, thick snow. And if we can't get it, we got to hope for April showers big time. It's Telemiracle Weekend. Come on, admit it. When you were a kid, you probably stayed up late to watch as much as you could. It's amazing how long Telemiracle has has gone on. Started, what, in 1977, I believe? Yeah, I think it was 77. Unbelievable. And they have got more than $159 million raised since that began. But I had on uh, this Telemiracle weekend one of my first special guests today, Joining me from Swift Current, 10-year-old Bella Thompson's going to be here. Better known as Bella the Brave on TikTok. Man, she has like over 6 million followers. She and her mom, Kyla, are going to be uh, stopping by here. Uh, Bella battles autoimmune disease. And and recently before Christmas, she had a life-saving bowel transplant. And while she was healing in the hospital out east... Ryan Reynolds, the actor, stops in to visit her. And that went viral, too. I'm going to ask her about that next as well.
Yeah, this is just so sad. Today, uh, we're hearing from the uh, son of the grandparents who died last weekend in that house fire in Davidson, the long weekend, and uh, he is reminding us all this weekend, check your smoke and carbon monoxide detectors. Darren Woodcock says he believes carbon monoxide poisoning was likely a factor in that fire last weekend, and police determined the fire at the home was not suspicious. The coroner will deliver results to the family when the autopsies are complete. Three children, of course, also killed with the grandparents in that tragedy. But, uh, you know, we've had uh, our own Regina Fire Chief on uh, previously, too, and he said most of the calls they get to, uh, that there's tragedy involved. It comes down to uh, it could have been a better outcome had there been carbon monoxide detectors, fire, uh, smoke and fire detectors, check the batteries, or at least install. It's a good reminder this weekend, but uh, still a horrible tragedy. And uh, that GoFundMe page was set up earlier in the week, too, to help the, the family for funeral costs. Hey, coming up a little later on here this morning, Jeffrey Straker, one of the hosts of Telemiracle, will be joining me. Jeff recently traveled to Nunavik, and what an extraordinary experience he had there. He's going to share some of the stories from that, and of course, why uh, we should all pay attention to Telemiracle this weekend. And for now, though, I'd like to introduce you to 10-year-old Bella Thompson from Swift Current, better known as Bella the Brave on TikTok, Kyla Thompson, her mom with Bella, and uh, over 6 million followers. That's what she has, Bella. She battles autoimmune disease and recently before Christmas got a life-saving bowel transplant. Telemiracle's been there all the way through, too, with the family. And I want to thank you both for being here. Kyla, let me start with you. Perhaps you could bring uh, my listeners up to date on your story with Bella. Not everyone may be familiar with it. Oh, gosh. Re- <laughs> well, it's been a decade since my baby girl was born. And she's a medical warrior that's been through over 30 surgeries, a bone marrow transplant, and most recently, her life-saving bowel transplant. She was born with Hirschsprung's disease, so she it, it led to a lot of bowel issues. And uh, in 2020, they had said, you know what? She's in bowel failure. We need Sick Kids to help us. And Sick Kids assessed her and said she needs a bowel transplant to save her life. Yeah, and which that was successful, wasn't it? Yes, very. It, it went so smoothly. They were so happy. The doctor's told us that it could be a 10 to 20 hour surgery and was actually only eight because she did so well. That's awesome. And I know, Bella, I can kind of hear you there right beside you. I got to ask, how are you feeling now, Bella? I'm feeling really good. I'm going to be getting dressed. (laughs) Well, this morning because it's school break. You got to get dressed yet, Bella. (laughs) Are you two going to make it to Telemiracle this weekend? No, we, we, we're really, we're really upset about it. We can't make it this weekend. Another trip. Another trip. Oh, well, I'm sorry you guys can't make it this year. Bella, when when you were in the hospital, you even got a visit uh, back then from Ryan Reynolds, the actor. How was that? It was nice. <laughs> <laughs> really great chat with you, hey? Uh-huh. I bet. And Kyla, I, I imagine it was pretty cool for mom, too, wasn't it? Oh, my gosh. It, he was so kind and just like your very typical Canadian. Like, he didn't make you feel nervous at all. He was just very focused on Bella, and he um, he supports sick kids, so he yeah. was just so happy to visit with her and talk with her. So I was kind of sad in the corner. <laughs> well, I bet it was it was fun for you both, and I know it was a great viral moment too. You shared on TikTok, uh, so the whole world could see. 
Kyla Thompson, my guest with her daughter, Bella, who's known by millions of her TikTok followers, is Bella Brave. And uh, Kyla, tell everyone about a recent TikTok you shared where you you tell us what brave means. I like this one. You know, Bella really showed me what brave means from the moment I became a mom. And she showed me that she can persevere through the hardest of things. And since since that, I, I had come to know what brave really is through my daughter. And um, to me, she is she is the definition of it. Seeing her go through so many surgeries, so many hard hospital stays, and she comes out smiling, finding humor, and stronger, and it's really a testament to her strength, but also, you know, the support that we've received through it all as well. Yeah, and I know you both wish you could be here for Telemiracle, but that prior commitment, that's cool, and great to hear you're both doing well. I, I bet you two have some uh, stories of great times behind the scenes of Telemiracle, though, when you've helped uh, co-host. I remember the support they have helped us through her many long-term medical stays financially with accommodations, food, gas, uh-huh. and Bella remembers not only that, but she remembers the the amazing party that that they hosted us like it was like a sweet hotel room (laughs) sweet hotel room awesome well thank you both for the update bella and kyla i really appreciate it you you two take care okay okay thank you so much thank you you're welcome it's so nice to have you guys on the show and tell a miracle starts saturday night at nine We're set to learn all about the YWCA's uh, coldest night of the year fundraiser tomorrow evening in just a second here. But I just realized this is National Banana Bread Day. There was a time when banana bread was a global phenomenon. Remember four years ago during the pandemic when it first set in? Everyone was under lockdown and there was nothing to do except wait in long lines for toilet paper. Watch Tiger King. I know you may have blocked that from your memory, but there was a time of peak banana bread, and that was the time, the spring of 2020. Google searches at that time for banana bread were up 54% worldwide. Everyone was making banana bread. Heck, at one time, I even wondered if COVID-19 was sponsored by banana bread. Instagram was flooded the time with people sharing their best banana bread recipes. today. We remember and salute National Banana Bread Day. May not be the the global powerhouse once was. Man, growing up, that was part of the fun going to Grandma's house. She made terrific banana bread. Oh, she put walnuts in it. And as a little kid, you know, you don't normally like nuts in anything, but something about Grandma's banana bread. You had chocolate chips and you got me. Banana bread. Love it. Frank, my producer on the other side of the glass, loves it. If anyone wants to drop off some banana bread, we'll accept it this morning. <laughs> Love that stuff. All right. For the ninth year in a row, YWC Avery John is hosting the coldest night of the year tomorrow night, a family friendly walkathon. 
meant to raise awareness and money for the community's most vulnerable. And uh, with me now is Megan Trenholm from the YWCA. Megan, thank you for joining me. Oh, thank you so much for having me. It's a it's a great cause, and I'm happy to talk about it. Sadly, the poverty rate continues to go only in one direction. It seems higher. The numbers are only growing for you, aren't they? You know, it's tricky um, because last year, in 2023, we helped 330 women and their families find supportive housing, get a little further on their healing journey. And the previous year, in 2022, it was about 400. So interestingly, it's a slightly lower number, but it's because women and families are having a harder time getting into safe housing. You know, we're trying our best, but, uh, you know, our resources are pretty tapped. Oh, I bet they are. And how is the coldest night of the year useful? Well, it's multiple parts to it. Our large portion of it is the fundraising. Anything over and above a cot on a floor is created through fundraising. And so any of those programming offerings that we have, services, training, education, access to ceremony for um, the folks that we're supporting who are Indigenous and need that cultural connection, we provide all of that. And the support we get through coldest night of the year means we can do it year-round, every day. It is tomorrow. Is it too late to help, or are you still looking for more to participate? Oh, goodness, it's never too late to help. You can register tomorrow when you show up. You can head to our website, ywcaregina.com. You'll see the big link, and you can donate to any name that you see that's familiar or just generally donate to the cause. All right, the walk begins and ends at St. Paul's Cathedral. What time would you like people to check in, even if they haven't already pre-registered? We would love to have you there at about 4 o'clock. Check in, have a hot chocolate, chat with your pals. Um, And then at 5 o'clock, we have... program, a couple quick words, because we know it's going to be chilly out. And then at about five o'clock, we start walking. So show up anytime between four and five. What's your goal, ultimately, financially? The goal is $75,000, and we are almost very nearly at that 60% of our goal. So we're getting there. Thank you so much for being here this morning. Thank you for having me, Greg. Links here, and it hasn't even started in Regina yet. It was set to uh, begin here in June. Regina to Toronto, Vancouver flights should have been taking off in June. Seventy nine dollars was the number they were throwing around, but Links Air folded. Well, not officially until the end of workday Sunday, but as of Monday morning, it'll be no more. So, not sure how many of you had pre-purchased uh, a ticket through Lynx Air, but uh, now they suggest uh, talk to your credit card company. After this weekend, it will uh, no longer be in business. Uh, still ahead with Kevin Martell, we're hearing now from uh, the son of those grandparents who passed away last weekend in Davidson. He really wants the word out and to remind everyone, check the carbon monoxide detector. More on that coming up here with uh, Kevin in just a moment. Well, I never watched her talk show, but many did. Now, here's Wendy. Former talk show host, Wendy Williams. 
whose talk show was a big success, often competing against Ellen. It ran from like 2009 to all the way to about 2021. And it was a big ratings winner in a lot of markets too. But in 2021, Williams took an indefinite leave of absence from the show due to various medical issues. And there were so many rumors swirling when she did that. She seemed off. Some thought it was alcohol. Thursday, yesterday, her team issued a statement saying she has frontal temporal dementia and aphasia, which affects the ability to understand or express speech. And that's exactly what Bruce Willis is dealing with, right? And the news comes a day after People magazine ran a story saying Wendy is living in a facility under the control of a court-appointed guardian. Her family apparently shut out of her life, but uh, there's even a, a lifetime docu-series that drops this weekend called Where is Wendy, Wendy Williams? Starts tomorrow night, but it looks as if now even the family this morning is uh, confirming that this is the diagnosis. And, and man, you know, as I said, it's the same as what Bruce Willis has been living with. And uh, Bruce's wife, Emma, she's actually preparing a new book about her experiences as a caretaker for her husband. And it's going to be out next year. She calls it a supportive and inspiring guide for those with loved ones suffering from dementia. And uh, it's it's going to be a book I, I think that will be quite helpful. Um, you know, if you're a longtime listener, I lost my mom to dementia and Alzheimer's and uh, family members. And it's quite close to my heart here. And often when uh, I speak to people who have a loved one that they're caring for or even question maybe their partner is showing signs. Uh, I, I strongly think that you just got to get that diagnosis immediately. It may not even be dementia. There are a lot of other reasons uh, for memory loss or just catching yourself like that. So uh, reach out to your doctor. Good advice. If you're looking for good advice, uh, you're looking after a loved one. Actually, Demi Moore used to be married to Bruce Willis. She said this in an interview, and I thought this was good. What I'll share is what I say to my children, which it's important to just meet them where they're at and not hold on to what isn't but what is because mm. there's great beauty and sweetness and loving and joy out of that. Oh, it's great wow. to hear. I can't do better than that. That is good. Don't hold on to what isn't. Hold on to what is, and there's beauty and sweetness in it. It is challenging, to say the very least, if you are going through this as a caregiver and have a partner or someone you love that's uh, suffering Alzheimer's. But uh, take that advice. That is good. And get help. Find support, even as a, a caregiver. CJ News time now is 627.